Welcome to the Carlos Ortega Podcast. You can hear me on Spotify and Google. I've been, I'm not going to say awake for a while, but letting things marinate a bit across the country, across the state, across the city. So here I am back for another podcast. No guests. I just want to state a few things, get it over with, and we will start just in a bit. I was just asked this past week on my position on the Christopher Columbus statue. And I got to be honest with you, before the controversy came up, I did not know the city of Bridgeport had a Christopher Columbus statue right in front of the entrance to Seaside Park, two entrances to it. Aranistan Avenue and Park Avenue. On the Aranistan Avenue entrance, there's a statue of Christopher Columbus. Like I really cared. I did not care that there was a Christopher Columbus statue. I didn't notice it. I really didn't. You know, call me naive, call me, you know, blank in the head, what have you. I did not know there was a statue of Christopher Columbus there. Did not. With that said, they took it down, and now they want to put it back up. So, my position. What is my position? person called me up on Saturday, asked me, what is my position on the Christopher Columbus statue? I have no position. And here is why. For the things I already told you, number one. And number two, it doesn't really affect my everyday life. You know, it's a statue. It ain't going nowhere. It really isn't. Unless somebody can bring Christopher Columbus's statue to life and explain how he did all these things in the past which was, by the way, 428 years ago, I have no position. I haven't had a position in eons about it. None. Why should I? I don't. It boggles the mind sometimes that people wouldn't want to know my position on something, and I don't have one. I really don't. This is the kind of position... That you could take, you can say, how do you really feel? What do you really feel about this? What do you really feel about that? And my position is, I have none. In Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic, Christopher Columbus is celebrated. Literally, he's celebrated. They celebrate his day like it's a national holiday. And you asked me about it. Okay, here's my position. I have none. And the reason why I don't have none is because I had no clue that the statue existed. All I saw was a big metal framing. I don't know how it was made. 
pottery, I think. I'm not sure. Which goes to show I had no clue that that statue existed. None. And for people to say, you have to have a position, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't have to have a position. You want to know my positions on what goes on in the city? Number one, gun violence. Number two, my streets being fixed. Number three, having enough money to fund education. Number four, having enough money for kids to do something after school. Back in the day, it was recreation. Kids stayed out of trouble. Nobody got hurt. Where's that money at? I was recently at a protest, not a protest, let me get get it right, a march. I was at a march on gun violence. That's fine, everything, but it was held at the Dollar General store. It was a very short march. You would think a march would be a little longer than that, but call it as it is. And they were talking about gun violence, systemic racism, uh, a lot of other things. And the thing that really, really set it off for me was uh, the family of Carla Bermudez. I hope I said her name right. I've said it many times. I now fumbled it. She was killed asleep, six months pregnant. By somebody, I don't know the details of the of her murder. Their family came over with a little wreath, uh, and it was sad to see. Those are things that we should be focusing on: gun violence, sirens every single day. Going down where I will live at, which is the north end of Bridgeport, near the Trumbull Gardens. Which is heavy gun violence. Heavy in drug trafficking. I just don't see the correlation between a statue, I remind you, and all of this that's going on. I understand the segregations, segregationists that you took down that are being taken down, you need, we need, we need, I mean everybody. We need the focus on many things. And if you're going to focus on taking a statue down, okay, fine. You got to talk to the mayor. You got to talk to the deputy mayor. You got to talk to the uh parks people you got to talk to uh the italian community you got to talk to them and get their point of views it just can't be your point of views absolute people want to know people want a little input in what goes on in their life and thus far i've not seen that remember when the tea party came into power 
And he came into power right after the president was elected, Obama. And they had this mentality of, it's my way or the highway. You know something? Sometimes my way or the highway doesn't work. There's a little compromise that goes on. And I don't hear anybody trying to say, okay, if we can't get this done, what do we do? What can we do for you? It doesn't work that way anymore. It has to be my way or the highway. You know, which is fine. If you want something done, if you want to alienate some people, that's great. But sometimes that doesn't work either. And it never will. And this is where you all, I mean you all, all of you, has to find a little bit of, you know, something to say, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe we can do better on this. Maybe we can do something that's concerning you. Because if you take down that statue, there is a constituents that you have to answer to. That's the Italian community. You have to tell them why you want that statue down. And you haven't done that. You're going to fight for it. Fight for what? A statue? A statue that you could probably melt and they'll rebuild it and say, hey, hey, we got our statue back. No. There is a thing called compromise and you can use it. It's easy because my way or the highway doesn't work. It never will. And if you think it's going to work, fine. And another thing that's not going to work, I said this one time on a Facebook page. When I was 15 years old and I did something wrong, my father whooped my ass. And he enjoyed it. I, for the life of me, am not going to endorse a kid who doesn't have a license to drive, put them on a pedestal with all other people who have been killed. He broke the law. And you're finding an excuse for him. He was mistreated. He broke the law. He broke the law. I'll say it again. He broke the law. 15 year old driving a car. While there was a 21-year-old in there who probably had a license, he drove. The 21-year-old didn't. You're not talking about that. Shame on you. Shame on all of you. As far as the statue is concerned, I have no position. None. You guys resolve it amongst yourselves. Because nothing gets resolved overnight. This is going to be an ongoing issue 
But as far as I'm concerned, to me, there are better things in the city of Bridgeport that need to be repaired, I beg your pardon. There's better things in the city of Bridgeport that need to be repaired than the statue. Do us all a favor. Fix those first. And then we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. But don't ask me about Christopher Columbus statue. Unless you're going to have a seance and have Christopher Columbus rise up and admit that he had slaves, I want no part of it. None. Zero. No part of it. Because it's like he's being used So, go about it your merry way, and please, ask me about a position that concerns me now, like the ones I've stated, but don't ask me about a statue. Don't. It's wasting my time. Bars are not open. Nightclubs are not open. Why is that? Simply, they're not safe to open nowadays. Why should they be? I saw when the mayor had his little, you know, COVID-19 town hall, whatever he wants to call it now, and a question was posed, when is Pleasant Moments open? I, I, you know, for, for once in my life, I would like to have seen the mayor say, not now, not ever, not until we get this virus under control. He didn't do that. And mind you, I, I, I kind of know where he was coming from here. You're not going to have a bar open or a restaurant open to full capacity with this virus going on. It's not possible. It isn't possible now to open it. You want to, you know, take a real good guess on uh, when a bar is going to open? Good luck. And I understand this. Bars are hurting. Nightclubs are hurting. Strip bars are hurting. They need to make some income. But it ain't happening soon. It just isn't. It isn't safe right now. And for people to ask that question, it just reminds me of a of a time where we are so used to 
last year, as a matter of fact, last year, everything was open. Everything was bustling. Everybody's going here and there and so forth. But you've got to adjust, people. You have to. If you can't adjust to it, I'm sorry. There are, there are bars that are open. And you know why they're open? Because they serve food. They serve food. They'll serve it takeout and so forth. They serve food. Whiskey Barrel in Stratford. Sassonu Mambo in Bridgeport. Two examples. Hey, we got food. You can come on in and eat. We're going to be social distant. We're going to have it inside. It's going to be outside. We're going to have a DJ, but you can't dance. That's the way it is. And some people can't take that. That's a change that they didn't expect. It's sort of like asking for a lollipop and you're getting an icicle. Lollipop's worth a little more. Icicle might be 10 cents. That's how it was back in the day, by the way. But understand bars, restaurants, there's a different correlation. Restaurants are open. Got to be social distant. If you're a bar and a restaurant, hey, you hit the jackpot because you can open, you can serve food, you're not going to have a party. But if you're just a plain old bar or a strip club or a nightclub, you have it tough. You really do. Because you are basing your income on opening at night. And sometimes during the day. And that is hard. Very hard. I do believe this. It will open one time. I don't know when. Probably after election day. Because some people jump the gun like down south. And open the bars and so forth. And that's where all you got all these cases. But it will one day. Who knows when? It'll open. It will open one day. But who knows what it will open to? Socially distance, all this other stuff. It has to happen. I do know this. Patience of people tends to wear thin. People who probably... Oh, owns these places. As a matter of fact, the old rumors, it's going to be a new nightclub, new name and so forth. So, just imagine that. But right now, you're not going to see anything open and the shame of it is, the people that will be affected by this are the people who actually um, 
have to come in, work, bartenders, so forth. Yes, even the dancers, they're they're hurting too. Uh, wait staff, all of that. Just talking about the strip clubs. The nightclubs, it's similar. Bartenders, wait staff, and so forth. And you got people, uh, barbacks, and so forth. That's tough. And the hard thing about it is, you know, for the most part, is that we can't do anything about it. We can do something about it, like attend, you know, be a patron, be a pat, go there and say, hi, how you doing? But there's a place, and I need to go to this place. Just me, just me. It's turning to what used to be Keystone, which is a gentleman's club. Now it has become a members-only club. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, how come there's not a place like that in downtown Bridgeport? You know me, I've been riling about the city of Bridgeport. Downtown stinks. It's like a ghost town. So when I heard about this, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like one heck of an idea. And I would like to interview the person who thought of this idea because this is a great idea to have. A members-only club. Yeah, it's in Barnum Avenue, Bridgeport, but it's a members-only club. Very exclusive. Open from 7 to 1. And it should be... There should be more of them. But in this one, it's members only. And it's open from 7 to 1, like I said before. It should be one in downtown Bridgeport. When all this is out of our system... But another thing is, Keystone is no, as far as I'm concerned, I hope it is, maybe, is no longer a topless bar, gentleman's club, whatever you want to call it. But it's no longer that. It's a members only club. And let's hope one day when I walk in there. <laughs> that it is that but here is the thing about that they changed it in midstream and the reason why I think just thinking they needed to make some income people have to find different ways to make a little cash to keep their businesses going and when I heard about this and I saw it on Facebook, I say, oh, wow, this is a great idea. Members only club. You know, that's 
pretty cool to me. I've, I've never been into one. Maybe they'll offer me a chance to be a member. Who knows? But it's something different. Something different was born <laughs> on Main Street Bridgeport. But this is different because it's members only. And you got to be a member to go in. Maybe by walk-in, they'll offer me to be a member. I have to pay a little certain sum-sum. But that's what it is. And maybe I'll go there, maybe this coming week, see what it's all about. But the moral of this story is, bars are not open. People have to be very innovative on the way they operate. And if you can't be innovative in the way you operate, you will have problems longer than that. Because this COVID-19 ain't going nowhere. And we are approaching 200,000 people losing their lives. And you have to use your brain and say to yourself, how could we make this better? How could we do something different? Rum and Tequila did something different. Sassono Mambo did something different. Uh, the Whiskey Barrel did something different. Keystone turned into a members-only club. That's something different. That's people using their brain cells and saying, let's try it this way. We're not going to do it this way. Let's do it that way. So you got to use your brain cells and you got to use it very, very well. How many suckers and losers are out there? They're not many. Don't call anybody in the military a sucker or a loser. You may be the sucker or loser in the end. So please, if you're in the military, you're a winner. And I'll explain in a few minutes. So Donald Trump, our esteemed president, referred to people in the military who lost their lives, suckers and losers. Now, there's only one reason you would call somebody a sucker or a loser is because you really feel that way about our military people who lost their lives. They're not suckers and losers. When they sign up to join the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, what have you, they don't do it 
because they want to do it. They do it because of the love of their country. You weren't going to join the military, Mr. President, for the love of your country. You had your father tell a doctor that you had a bone spur so you can duck all military activity. So when several reports stated that you said these things, calling them suckers and losers, I believed it. I totally believed it. Because you have no love for anybody but yourself. You have no love for the military. You even called John McCain a loser. You said him being captured as a POW, that doesn't consider him a war hero. Yes, it does. You know why? He came back alive. Like a lot of other wartime veterans did. In World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War, the War on Terror, the Iraqi invasion. They came back alive and told their story. You know what story you told? My dad told the doctor, hey, he can't join the military. He has a bone spur in his leg. Make up some report and so forth. Show an x-ray. He can't join. Just paraphrasing that that happened. That's what you did. You ducked the military. You ducked the military. And you enjoyed it. You enjoyed ducking the military. It was. It was like. Let me put it. It was like. You got away with something. And you didn't think it was going to bite you in the ass for it. You said something and you didn't think it was going to bite you in the ass for it. This is our current president calling dead soldiers of the military suckers and losers. He's denying it. People are saying, oh, you misunderstood what he said. That's not the president that I know. Number one, If one newspaper article wrote it, number two, and several others are verifying it, and number three, Fox News, your network says that you said it, and then four, you want that reporter fired, you said it. You absolutely said it. So don't sit there and say you didn't say it. You did. You absolutely said it. You said that you're an embarrassment. No wonder why people are looking at America saying, hey, you, this guy's your president. 
He is your president. My Lord, I think, I pray for you. I pray for you. And I ask the people who voted for him, including people in the military, You going to vote for him now? You going to vote for him now? You, the party of military expensive defense budgets, you going to vote for him now? Because if you do, you condone his behavior. You condone his behavior. I'll say it again. You condone his behavior. This is not a man. He's tried a lot of things to get out of everything. This guy tweets, he Instagrams, what have you. This guy's done more tweeting than legislating. He doesn't even know how to legislate. Get laws passed. I want this law passed. Would you pass this law? Come on, pass this law, please. Pass this law. Doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't. I don't know why you voted for him. Because if you voted for him again, I, I don't know what's going to take. Four years ago, affairs with the women, all that other stuff. He could colluded with Russia now it's coming out that yes he did colluded with Russia and all that other stuff and bottom line is you're supposed to be the party the Republican party of defense defending America and guess what he says that the men who passed away during combat are Suckers and losers. What will it take for you to wake up and open your eyes? Because I have no idea. This is... More disgusting because I have a brother who's retired and in the military. Was in the military. I've known many people who were in the military... Who have survived and probably know people who have passed on either in the military or in combat they don't like this so wake up know who you're gonna vote for because honestly I don't know what he will do or say next if this is, is not the thing that really curdles the bile of your stomach, then I don't know what will.
couple of things I want to tell you about. Like any podcast show, there's a season one. This is season one. And I'll be moving on to season two. And then I'm going to make a few changes to it. You know, just to enlighten myself. Identify myself. So I can give you a better podcast point of view. So let's hope that would be better. I know I'll try to be better. So for that, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun so far. So keep listening. It'll be the Carlos Ortega podcast. I'll see you next time around. Take care and uh, be well.